Lordy, lordy, look who's looking 40. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's looking 40. Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I am your host, John Delray. Thanks for joining me on this Tuesday edition. Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff come up yesterday, so thanks for checking it out today. Shoutouts and get-outs from the Green Bay Packer loss to the Detroit Lions, falling all the way to a holistically disappointing 3-6. and six. So I'm going to be going through today the shoutouts, the players who actually deserve some credit so who did some good things in the loss, and then the get-outs, the players that, uh, we might have been better off if they didn't play last week, but, yeah, we'll get there. So, first of all, welcome to all the new subscribers on the channel. We do have a bunch of new people. Thank you for coming along on this ride. Thanks for joining Lombardi Time, Bruce. Thanks for being a part of a new Packer community. So let's dive right in. I'm going to give you the shout outs first. I got two shout outs, two get outs, and then one just kind of monstrous get out that I'm going to save for the end. Um, first of all, the first shout out, Zach Tom. Yeah, rookie offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers. After this game against Detroit, he now is the fourth highest rated rookie offensive lineman in the NFL this year. Uh, against Detroit, he played two different positions. I mean, he filled in for John Runyon Jr. at right guard. He filled in when David Bakhtiari left at left tackle. At both of those spots, he is the only Packer offensive lineman to give up no pressures throughout the point of the entire game. I mean, that's really impressive. But then you take it and you compound it across two different positions. I've, I've said it for weeks. Zach Tom needs to add some play strength, but there is a future starter there. No doubt about it. I mean, he was picked to be the next Elton Jenkins. It's really beginning to look that way. And I know, I know, Detroit's pass rush is not incredible. Like Aiden Hutchinson has shown flashes as a rookie. Uh, but it's just, it's not an incredible defensive line. He wasn't facing all pro bowlers. But nonetheless, he is a rookie who played substantial snaps in this game at two different positions and did not allow a single pressure. That's legit. And that's, I mean, that's really, really impressive stuff for a rookie. Um, so definitely happy for Zach. Tom, definitely excited about the potential that he brings to this offensive line in the future. Also look for him to be starting in 2023, regardless of who's there. My first get out. It is becoming crystal clear now. They did not sign him to be the next Devontae Adams. But Sammy Watkins at this point is basically nothing. I mean, he had five targets in the game. He wound up with one catch for nine yards. He seemed lost. Rodgers and Sammy Watkins all year long. I mean, you bring in this veteran and no, no one was pretending he was going to be Devontae. I didn't even like it when they were calling him like wide receiver one, two. No, I think he was a piece of the puzzle, right? We knew that the Packers were coming into the year with a puzzle a mosaic offense as i like to call it at the wide receiver position and he was a part of that he was an ingredient 
What is he now? I mean, what's he offering this offense? Because he's in the right spot all the time? No, he's not. Rodgers and he seem to miscommunicate on every other target that goes Watkins' way. Because he's making all of the difficult catches? No, he's not. Because he's blowing people away with his speed? No, he's not. What is he? I don't know. The Because of the injuries to the wide receivers. Look, we know everything that's going on with Christian Watson. I'm going to get to that shortly. Romeo Dobbs now out four to six weeks with his high ankle sprain. Randall Cobb still on injured reserve. Lazard. He's playing, but he's certainly got some stuff going on with that shoulder. Sammy Watkins isn't going anywhere. I, I would be shocked if they just outright release him at this point. But what's he giving you? I mean, is it is uh, some people love Jawan Winfrey, some people don't like Jawan Winfrey, and that's fine. But like, is Sammy Watkins giving you more than what Jawan Winfrey would at this point? Or hell, Travis Fulgham on your practice squad? If Sammy Watkins, if you can release him and get yourself some kind of cap saving to roll it over to next year, which I know like the cap savings are not much. Like we're talking like a couple hundred thousand dollars. This isn't much. But what is he giving you? Really? Positive contributor in the locker room? Maybe? Talking about Lizard Kings and whatnot? I don't know. So, I'm pretty well done with Sammy Watkins at this point, And it feels an awful lot like the Packers should. I'm not quite sure what they're doing there. To just keep on trotting him out besides the fact that he's just a body at this point. Number two shout-out, and the final shout-out, this one actually goes to two different guys. This one goes to the defensive fill-ins. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, we knew he was still going to have a role, because like Chris Barnes was activated off of the injured reserve, and yes, he was going to play next to Quay, but I was very skeptical that Chris Barnes was going to come in in his first game and get a full allotment of starter snaps. So we knew McDuffie was still going to have a presence, and... What a presence. He played 15 snaps on defense. He was PFF's highest rated defender at an elite level. Now, 15 snaps is a very small sample size, but still, he graded at an elite level. Across 15 snaps, he had four tackles, three of which are stops. That's a good game. That's a really good game. I mean, four tackles and 15 snaps, three of them being offensively disruptive. That's a good game. For a seventh-round pick, who you rely on is more of a special teamer than anything, he came in and he helped you stop the run. Something you've been really, really bad at all year. McDuffie needs some snaps going forward. You're not going to bench Quay Walker. You're not going to bench Devondre Campbell. But especially with Rashawn Gary out, we know Quay Walker has some pass rush acumen, and Kingsley Angabari is developing nicely. Maybe Quay needs to rush the passer more, in which case McDuffie can... I just, there's a lot of possibilities there, and McDuffie is showing out and showing that he's not just a run-of-the-mill guy. He has a role in this team, and they need to utilize him accordingly. The other one... Another defensive fill-in... Oh, by the way, uh, McDuffie was also their highest-rated player on special teams as well. So, good game for McDuffie. Keyshawn Nixon, the cornerback, uh, got more and more snaps after Eric Stokes with how this injury. We've seen this throughout the course of the year when he filled in for Jair, when he's filled in for various little short-term maladies. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon, the dude can play some corner. He wasn't amazing in coverage. He was targeted four times, gave up two receptions for 17 yards. But he can play. 
And he's a good part of the defense. Again, he had uh, the sixth highest grade on special teams per PFF. Uh, for a guy that everyone thought was just like the fourth, maybe fifth corner, mostly special teamer, he does some returning. The guy's becoming an asset at corner, and I think we're going to see more of him going forward. I'm going to be doing tomorrow's video on a few topics about how the Packers move forward from here. Three and six, almost, not entirely, but almost out of playoff position. What's the best way for them to strategize moving forward in this season? And Keyshawn Nixon has done some nice things. I hope we see Darnell Savage at nickel a little bit. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. But Keyshawn Nixon, Isaiah McDuffie, for being defensive fill-ins, deserve all the credit in the world. They played some really nice games. Get out number two. This is not to a particular player. Just injuries. What the hell is wrong with this team? My goodness. I mean, in the Detroit game, they had Rashawn Gary go out, Eric Stokes, David Bakhtiari, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Aaron Jones, John Runyon Jr. In one game. Now, not all of those were massive. David Bakhtiari eventually came back for the two-minute uh, two minute drill at the end of the game. John Runyon Jr. eventually came back as well. Aaron Jones, they held him out because the x-rays were inconclusive at the time. He even said he was frustrated by not being allowed to go back in, but it probably was the right call because by the end of the game, him just chilling there and the ankle got awfully sore. But things are looking good for Aaron Jones this weekend, at least. Romeo Dobbs out four to six weeks. Christian Watson. A special situation, which I'll talk about in a minute. <sighs> Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary out for the season with his ACL injury. At this point, I am just praying that Rashawn Gary is going to be good for the start of next season. Then you have Eric Stokes, who very interesting, Lafleur in his press conference yesterday, talked about how Eric Stokes is, we're not going to see him anytime soon. We don't know what the injury is, but that ain't good. So... I'm not going to bash artificial turf versus grass. Like, I'm not going to wager into that big thing. I think it's a very hot-button issue right now. I think a lot of people are very, very opinionated without knowing a lot of things behind it. I'm not going to waver into that. But I am going to say, holy crap. You can't lose this many dudes in one game and expect it to go well. You just can't. And now with Sean Gary, it's it's just sad. You know he's going to come back better than he's ever been. It's for Sean Gary. He's going to work his butt off. But damn, is it sad to see him go. Eric Stokes, he has not had a great sophomore campaign. That much is true, but you don't want him out. And you know what? Christian Watson. It looked like he had another concussion on Sunday. And then in the press conference yesterday from Matt LaFleur, LaFleur said, no, there wasn't a concussion. Uh, he lost his breath for a few minutes. He did take a shot to that area and was really held out as a precaution because he suffered a concussion last week. The very first comment that I saw on Facebook following LaFleur saying that was soft. Guys, look, I'm not going to call him soft. He had a hamstring injury. That has been much talked about. Then he got a concussion. 
okay? The next week, he took a shot to the head area, he lost his breath, and they got concerned. Yeah. When you know about how concussions work, it's scary to take any kind of contact in that area at all, even a week after a concussion. And we don't know how severe his concussion was. We don't know what the rehab process was like. We don't know if he cruised right through the protocols or if he had difficulty with some of the protocols. But all of this stuff that we learned about Tua, I mean, what, a month ago? We were dealing with second impact syndrome and talking about whether Tua's life was going to be fine. Yeah, Christian Watson took a shot to the neck, head, chest area, lost his breath, and the doctor said, okay, 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 okay. Like, you're done. We would like you to think straight for the rest of your life. Shut up with your soft, toxic bullcrap. That's all there is to it. A dude's not soft because his head gets rattled. You're not soft because your brain jiggles around inside your skull. You know what soft is? Soft is having an injury and being told that the only thing that you can't endure is pain, right? And then you choose not to play. And I'm not maligning pain either. I'm just saying that that's where the term soft comes from. It's not from a brain rattling inside a skull. Soft, God. If you're one of those people willing to call an incredibly young man soft because his brain is moving inside his head and it's causing him damage, all because you want to see him play football? It's not okay. It's just, it's not. All uh, this laundry list of injuries, we hope every single one of these guys gets better and gets better fast. But it's just not okay to be calling a dude soft when you have no idea what he's going through. Hmm. All right, last one. And I'm going to be talking about this at a greater length tomorrow, so I'm just going to get this one out there now. The last get out, Aaron Rodgers. Hate me if you will. Tell me that he's got absolutely no one to throw to, etc., etc. Yeah, fine. His wide receivers are below average, and you know what? Have you looked at who the Tennessee Titans are throwing to? How about, uh, how about Chicago? What did Chase Claypool do in his first game for them? Who else is Justin Fields throwing to? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. You know any other quarterbacks that are getting paid as much as him that are performing as little as him? What I was happy with was the fact that he actually showed his wheels for the first time in a while. You know, he did it a little bit against Buffalo, but, like, it looks like all of a sudden he's regaining a confidence that he had lost. The downside is he's only doing those scrambles and everything when a play is broken. But that's also kind of the magic of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is incredibly good at football. Do not get this wrong. But, boy, did he play like crap. I mean, you see, there's so many highlights and snippets now out there, no matter what media you consume no matter what channel no matter where you are there's so many snippets of aaron Rodgers, and i'm not talking screenshots because i don't like screenshot scouting but actual like highlights of him dropping back to pass a guy breaking open 
clean pocket. Ahim's just not going there. Who knows why? But the problem is this has been happening all year. This isn't this wasn't just the Detroit game. It was it was encapsulated most in the Detroit game, I would say. But it's been going on all year. Where guys are streaking open and Rodgers just doesn't throw the ball. Why? Like for an offense that is predicated on timing and rhythm. And you got a quarterback who's just going to, if the if a dude is running open in the middle, it doesn't matter. If you scheme him open in the middle, does not matter in the least. Because he's only going to the hash marks. With a clean pocket, in terms of efficiency, PFF grading, everything like that, Aaron Rodgers is now a below average quarterback in the NFL. Below average quarterback in the NFL with clean pocket efficiency and grading. That ain't the offensive line's problem. And when you watch the game and you see guys running open, it's not the pass catcher's problem. I love Aaron Rodgers. Have for a long time. I don't agree with him on everything. Lord knows he certainly has brought me a lot of joy, and I certainly have a number of his bobbleheads. <laughs> but I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan for a long time. But it's okay. It's okay for even people who love Aaron Rodgers to sit back and go, well, that was crap. At what point is he hurting the team? You know, and we can talk more about his leadership. God knows I'm going to be talking about it tomorrow. But even, like, take that beyond the fact and say... Say, like, um, when he threw a ball and it ricocheted off the ground into his rookie receiver's hands. And you could see Aaron Rodgers visually say something along the lines of, what are you doing? Catch the effing ball. Bro, you threw it into the ground. That ain't a drop. That's a bad throw. Sorry, man. Aaron Rodgers knows more about football than pretty much any of us combined will ever know. He might want to start being real honest about what he's doing. Because it ain't good. It's really bad, actually. Many, many more thoughts to come on that topic tomorrow, as well as a few with defense as well. So thank you for joining me for this episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I know times, times they are a frustrating for Packer fans right now. But what we do is we band together. We still root for the team. We hope for the best. Doesn't mean we don't question when it goes wrong. But we root for the best. We hope for the best. And at the end of the day, we strive to have a great day. So thanks for joining me today. I hope you do have a great day. And as always, Go Pack Go.